And welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of the Deliberation Sports Podcast. Coming to you wherever you may be, however you may be listening. We definitely appreciate y'all for checking us out once again on today. Uh, man, Deliberation uh, Sports crew, a lot of stuff to get to on today, mainly centering on recruiting uh, this episode. So y'all definitely want to stick and stay for this. A lot of uh, different things to get to. So. Of course, I'm Josh Midget, along with the Deliberation Sports crew, Evan Devone and Justice Bowden. Justice, let the people know how they can follow on things Deliberation. To hear the latest on uh, big-time high school recruiting, follow us on Twitter at DeliberationSP1, Instagram and Facebook at Deliberation Sports Podcast. Also, we have the Facebook group, Deliberation Sports Community. You can also subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcast, and Spotify. Just look for Deliberation Sports Podcast, coast to coast, based out of both Los Angeles and Tennessee. That's it. That's it, man. And getting right into it, uh, let's start on the local scene uh, with the Memphis Tigers and Penny Hardaway, Coach Penny Hardaway, uh, that is, man. And I think people are really starting to see, not that they didn't think before, but, man, that this class coming up this season, heading into this coming basketball season, can be the stuff of legends uh, when it comes to uh, the quality of talent coming in for next year for the University of Memphis. Justice, man, kind of lay out some of the possibilities we got right now. Then we can just kind of go into it from there. Well, right now, when you look at the University of Memphis' uh, 2019 recruiting class, we already know about the guys who have signed number one, uh, player in all of America, James Wiseman, seven foot one center, East High School. Uh, we also know about uh, four star Malcolm Dandridge, uh, out of, also out of East High School, who's a three time state champion. Damian Boss, Tennessee Prep, who uh, burst out into the scene first with Team Thad, uh, the Under Armour program, and uh, he's a four star guard. And that class is, is loaded. And then you got a five star, an ESPN top 25 guy with D.J. Jeffries out of Olive Branch, who's the uh, two-time Mississippi Mr. Basketball. So uh, right, that right there gives you a, a top ten class already. And now what we do know is that Penny Hardaway, Mike Miller, Sam Mitchell, and that staff have the Tigers in a position to land even more. First off, a four-star guard out of IMG, Lester Keones, is the guy who who looks like he will most likely commit to the Tigers within the next uh, few days. Uh, and when that happens, also we expect for Precious Achua, uh, who played at Mount Verde uh, Academy in Florida, to also choose the Tigers. And then the last but not least, uh, big news this week, Boogie Ellis, uh, a five-star or a four-star, depending upon what recruiting service you look at, big-time point guard who originally signed with Duke University, the Blue Devils, asked out of his letter of commit, the San Diego native is now – uh, reopened his recruitment and is likely to make a decision before the end of the uh, spring signing period. So the Tigers have an opportunity to reel in what could be the number one recruiting class in the nation, definitely a top three class if they're able to get those guys. And, and Evan's going to tell us a little bit about um, those guys and, and what they bring to the table. Oh, man, um, I'm just going to kind of piggyback on what you were saying uh, first of all, sorry, uh, all signs are pouring to uh, Lester Keown as committed to the University of Memphis. Uh, what you get in him is a guy who is 6'5", 
uh, he's able, and this is a problem that we had with uh, our guards this year, he's able to shoot over uh, bigger defenders. He's a big dark and handle the rock, and he's a knockdown shooter. You put him in the pose. If you listen to him and you've done any research on recruiting, Lester and Precious have talked about playing with each other for a while. Uh, Memphis is one of the, it's the only school that has the possibility of landing both. So do your math. If they want to play together, and Memphis is the only team that they're willing to come and play together with, then you got to feel that Precious is coming if Lester commits. All right? What you get in Precious is a one and done. We ain't seen that in Memphis in a long time. A long, long time. Matter of fact, wasn't the last one and done guy uh, at Memphis Tyreek Evans? I think so you're right. Will went two years, right? Yep. Yeah, Will was uh, was Will too? Will, Will was two, two years, and so was uh, Elliot Williams, even though he only played one at Memphis. Played one at he Memphis. Was, that was the closest one and done. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so that, uh, you looking at Precious and Wiseman, those would be your first one and done guys if Precious commits, which I feel he will. In 10 years. So, Josh, that's, that's back on what you were saying. Think about how big this recruiting class is for the University of Memphis. When you're saying you're going to get the first time in 10 years these California players, that's crazy. So, I think we get Lester. I think we get Precious. I think within the next two weeks, you guys will hear that Boogie Ellis is coming to the University of Memphis. Now, Boogie is a guy who wasn't – he was kind of borderline top 100 uh, before last year, summer circuit started. He just went out and flatlined everybody. If you was in his way, you was getting ran up. Didn't matter what city you was from, it didn't matter what organization you was representing, you were getting laid down. And that kid jumped to a lot of websites, a five-star, but all websites had him as a top 30 player. If you get Boogie Ellis, people want to know where R.J. Hampton comes. And you hit my next question, R.J. Hampton, because you got to wonder now because there's a lot of guards you're talking about, especially point guards. You can tell R.J. be another big point guard. What, what, what do you think? <laughs> this is my mindset. I think they both can play together. Okay. Me personally. Okay. If they want to is another question. Now, I can't answer that question because I don't get paid millions of dollars to persuade these guys who want to play together. That's the coaching style business. But a lot of people are going around saying they can't play together. Shut up because they can. They can play together. They really can. R.J. Hampton and Boogie Ellis can play together because Boogie is best suited off the ball, yeah. period. He He's a guy who can flat out score the basketball. So to say that they can't play together is just idiotic. But if they want to play together, I think that's something that the coaching staff is going to have to sell. And the only way you can sell that is, look, both of you guys come here. RJ, you're going to have yours yourself, but we're going to have NBA scouts in the building with Precious and James. RJ, you're going to bring yours. You're going to have an opportunity to play with the best recruiting class in America, which if you land all those guys, they will. And you're going to have an opportunity to win a national championship. Not only that, you're going to get day-to-day knowledge from guys who played in the NBA, the very place that you want to go to. So you're going to get a, a, a you're going to have a year up on rookies for gaining knowledge from vets while you're in college because you're getting that from your coaching staff day in and day out. Can't beat it. If I'm a recruit, 
I'm sold. I don't give a damn who you're bringing in. I'm sold. So I think Memphis is in a very good position. I really do. I think that Friday you hear Lester Keon ass compared to the University of Memphis, and I think the domino effects on us there. So, and uh, either one of you guys, uh, Justice, if you get your thoughts on this too. So, okay, you look at Boogie, you look at Lester, you look at Precious. Just that alone is enough for an epic uh, recruiting class under any circumstances, let alone on like uh, Ray John Tucker, you know, as a transfer thinking about coming to Memphis. Uh, you got what's going to happen with R.J. Hampton. And then you have a roster of players that are already here uh, with a couple of guards that are left over, you know, with Tyler Harris, who was highly sought after last year, with Alex Lomax as well. There's a whole lot of competitions going to be going on uh, next year. But, um, Justice, if you want to hit on that first, then, Evan, what's your thing? Well, well, first off, if you're a competitor, then you're going to thrive in a situation like this because, number one, the goal is to win in college basketball, but at the same time, for a lot of kids, the goal is to shine. So mm-hmm. if you want to shine, if you want to be on the big spotlight, if you want to be on national TV every game, playing next to James Wiseman doesn't hurt. We already see what he's done for the recruiting uh, and as well as the scheduling. You know, they're playing Georgia on the national stage against Anthony Edwards, or, you know, number two defensive player in the country. They'll be playing against NC State. Uh, they've got big-time games coming up against Tennessee on a neutral site, or actually, as a matter of fact, I think they're going to be on the road this year. So the the cameras are going to be on Memphis. And then when you look at Boogie Ellis and what that guy can do, uh, the crystal balls are all pointing his direction or his direction going to Memphis. And when you look at it, he's already taken his official visit. So it's likely that he's going to go to a school that's been recruiting him. And that guy, to me, reminds me of Lewis Williams, a guy who can really fill it up, uh, they had the Ball of Life All-American game here in uh, Long Beach, California this weekend, and uh, he he really he really did what he had to do. He was going mm-hmm. one-on-one against all the guys, Precious Achua included. Uh, Precious put it on the glass one time, and Boogie comes right back, hits him with a step-back jumper. This is a 6-2 guard that, even if you don't land uh, R.J. Hampton, who I think is a big-time player and a pro, getting Boogie Ellis is as valuable because here's a guy that's more likely to be with your program at least two years. And, of course, he, he's a high-level guard. So when you talk about already guys like Damian Ball on the team, who we know can lock up full court and is a, is a truly uh, physical, tremendous guard, the Tigers uh, look to be loaded in, in the 2019-2020 season in Penny's second year. And everything he said he was going to do on the recruiting team, he's done it. And uh, it's going to be a big week for the Tigers and for a lot of programs uh, rounding in the next week, and I, I think Memphis is going to be right to the forefront, and that is due to Penny Hardaway and that staff at Memphis. Absolutely, no question about it. Uh, Evan, how do you feel about how this competition is going to thrive going into next year, no matter who they bring in? Because any combination is going to bring a ton of competition and some very uh, interesting practices, to say the least. And to be real, we know college basketball, college sports in general. Do you think that's going to be a situation where everybody thrives? It has to. Uh, I was talking to a guy uh, over the weekend, and one thing he told me, uh, he said, man, people could quit saying that Penny is over-recruiting because that's a guy who never gets satisfied. Yep. And I I thought about that. I said, wow. You know, 
a lot of people say, hey, I want to keep this scholarship for next year, this and that. But dude, the mindset of, if I get everybody I want, I won't have to worry about holding a scholarship in case somebody pop up because I got everything I need. That's how he recruited. And only the strong and the best going to survive if he land all these guys, which we think he's going to land a majority of them. Uh, if you sit here and say, let's just say, for example, he lands RJ and Boogie, all right? Tyler and Alo, y'all get ready for RJ Hampton, Boogie Ellis, and Damian Ball, who is a afterthought, and I keep telling y'all, dude is going to be busting folks' ass come next year. That is a big guard who locks down. Period. Go pull up some film on him versus RJ Hampton last year on the Under Armour circuit. Go ahead. It's there for y'all. Go look at it. That man don't play games on the defensive end. So that guard position, it's going to be real competition there. Isaiah Maurice, you know, we've been yelling, you know, you got to play tougher. You got to go harder. I mean, you have to go against Wiseman and they get precious. He can play the foreign college. And yeah. don't let Malcolm be healthy. Y'all have to step about, up. Don't forget about Malcolm now. Yeah. You got to step up, bro. Tyler, you call yourself a knockdown shooter? You better learn how to get separation because you got a six five guy who can shoot just as good as you coming in unless the key on ass. Those type of things. Don't think these returning guys on hearing this. And Lance Thomas is coming in. He's a dog. Yeah. So yeah. don't think these returning guys on hearing this. So I'm gonna tell you what it's gonna be. You remember at the beginning of the year we started hearing rumors about how the JUCO guys and incoming freshmen just going at each other in practice. Yep. Well those freshmen are gonna be the returning guys. So it's gonna make for great competition to answer your question, John. I think that's what the team needs. And I think Penny, Matlock, Sam and Mike, they're gonna have their hands full of juggling lineups. But I'll tell you this, and I'm leaving it alone. I'd rather have an issue of figuring which good players to play than having an issue of wishing you had those players at your at your disposal. I'd rather be in this situation all day. No question. No question. I'm going to tell you, man, I love to be just in the building with some of those practices and some of those pickup games because you know they're going to go at it, man. And all that talent is just it's going to be something serious, man. I love – the mentality of Penny, man, like I said, I know some people talk about, like you said, over-recruiting. I don't think there's such a thing, man. You get talented because you want to win. You want to create the best environment for winning, and there's nothing creates an environment of winning like a whole lot of talented players, you know. You figure out how they buy in, you know, which I, I'm sure they already talked to all these guys, how they need to buy in to what they're going to say, you know. So it's not like they don't know coming in, but – this is really going to be something coming in next year. And last thing I'll say on this, I'll ask. Let's say, you know, you get Precious, you get uh, get Boogie, you get Lester, and whoever else. What can this team do next year? I know we always talk expectations and all this stuff. But now I think it's even it's risen a little bit higher just looking at the potential of what they got coming in, what can they do? If all things work perfectly, what can this team do? They can do a lot. I mean, Evan just alluded to the guys 
that you got coming in, like a Damian Ball, and then we know about the guys that are there, Alex Lomax, Tyler Harris, guys that have proven at least that they can be effective players on the college level. Uh, Tyler especially early started off strong, and, uh, you know, these guys are going to be battle-tested. So when you got guys like that that are on your team that are going to be willing, hopefully, to put, put their egos aside in order to win, I think it puts you in a, in a pretty good position. But outside of that, it's mostly newcomers coming in uh, you're looking to get help from, even for the guys that have been in the program, uh, like Lance Thomas, the former Louisville transfer, who was a four-star guy uh, who sat out last season. He's a guy who they would expect to get something from off the bench. But I think with this team, they're going to come in. If they land the guys we think they're going to land, probably a preseason top 15, top 10 type team. And the sky's the limit at that point because you're going to have a dominant big man, which is not something that most programs have in the country. James Wiseman runs the floor better than any big guy we know in the 2019 class. And with that guy, you can do a lot. And DJ Jeffries is somebody who I think has really been slept on, in my opinion. Uh, if he stays at Kentucky, he's probably a McDonald's All-American. But because he ends up signing with Memphis, uh, he's not. But he's a guy who I think when you look up two years from now, he could be one of the better players in that 2019 class. And he got a chip on his shoulder now because he wasn't selected as a McDonald's, despite the fact he was a Jordan brand All-American. Uh, so yeah. I'm sure that his people feel that he got snubbed, and that's just going to really feed the beast, so to speak. And, and he's a six, seven guy who can really run the floor. Uh, Penny Hardaway is going to have a lot of his disposal next year. Definitely, definitely. E, what you thinking, man? Feel the same way? And then to take into account how the schedule is looking as well. Yeah, I, I mean, if, if, if we could talk about the schedule, uh, when you look at NC State, who's going to be NCAA tournament team next year, if you look at Tennessee, which if they lose everything they're losing, they're not going to be good. If all those guys stay in the NBA draft like they're <laughs> – they're not going to be good. And it ain't like Rick Barnes is Coach K on the sideline anyway. They, they're not going to be good. So let's put an asterisk on that game because if they lose everybody – uh, and all those guys stay in the draw. Memphis is going to bust their ass in Knoxville next year. Uh, you got Oregon, who I think uh, Dan Armand did a hell of a job after losing uh, Bowl Bowl. I think that that game in uh, – I think it's in Portland, if I'm not mistaken, in the Field Nice Classic. That's yeah. going to be a – that's going to essentially be a road game. So I think that will be a great test for that young group. All right. Then you got Georgia which is going to be a national televised game. you got the top two recruits in high school playing against each other on national television. Tom Crean also got a kid uh, down there uh, in uh, – no, it isn't Kakatan. It was uh, Pan, his, his other recruit that he got down there. Memphis was looking at him for a while. Mm-hmm. And who are we talking about? Uh, Georgia. Look him up. Uh, Kylie, he's a really good basketball player. He was he was real good out of high, out of high school. And he actually played AAU ball for a uh, team there. That's why I feel bad. Jaquan Wall. Jaquan Wall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. He was a really good player on that team that, uh, team over the summer. So I think the schedule is really good. But as usual, we're going to have to see how the AAC looks. Yeah. If the AAC is strong, it goes from a good schedule to a great schedule. If it's weak, you're gonna to have to get your you're gonna to have to get all your challenges in in our conference because with that talent that we're assuming they're gonna to put together, they're gonna to run through the AAC. I assume it'll be like Conference USA, uh, where Memphis was just running through teams left and right over there. 
definitely, definitely. It's kind of getting that feel uh, as of right now, even though the AAC has been pretty competitive. I think some of that has had to do with the talent on Memphis' side as well. Uh, but now, I mean, you're just getting a whole nother level of guys it's coming just, in. So, Guys, it's, does uh, Memphis have a game coming up against Georgetown next year, or, or am, am I mistaken? Uh, that's what I'm looking for now, as a matter of fact. Patrick Ewan has a sign-off has a sign off on it. Okay. Yeah, because I know that's one they're trying to get in uh, heavy yeah. uh, for next year. But even with what they got, I mean, hey, is what it is. And I'm even I'm looking at uh, George also has got Christian Brown. I uh, was a four-star guy as well mm-hmm. uh, coming in. Tom Craig can recruit. Yeah, he's got some guys coming in. Four four-star guys according to 24-7. Yeah, he can, uh, Tom Crane can recruit, man. Yeah. So this is legit. So it's going to be a good matchup coming to FedEx score, uh for that game. So I'm just excited, man. Uh, the excitement is off the charts, and reasonably so uh, when it comes to Tigers recruiting, man. So we see what happens, man. But um, anybody got any uh, any last thoughts on on this situation? No, I, I have some thoughts on some other uh, recruiting uh, diamonds or, or uh, dominoes that have dropped in uh, the mm-hmm. 2019 class, but nothing more on this. Good. Okay. Evan? Well, no, I'm interested in hearing what Justice was, 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 was inquiring about. Yeah, go ahead, Justice. I wanted to give a shout-out and big kudos to uh, Jerry Stackhouse for landing his first big recruit, four-star Kenyon Martin Jr., out of Sierra Canyon. Uh, he played on one of the best teams in the nation alongside Cassie Stanley. He's committed to the Vanderbilt Commodores, and uh, the new phrase, anchor down, is trending right now on Twitter. Uh, Jerry Stackhouse makes his presence felt quickly by landing uh, Martin Jr., and he's the type of guy you want in your program, a tough, physical guy. I think that we're going to hear more from Jerry Stackhouse because he's going to be able to recruit those, those high-level athletes also that have good grades. Uh, but big up to Stackhouse for landing Kenyon Martin Jr. Yeah, no question. Uh, I want to Stackhouse to be the next Grizzlies coach, man, but I think he's going to do a great job at Vandy. Uh, Kenyon Martin Jr., a four-star. I, yeah, yeah, he's a four-star. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's a four-star. If he's not, I'll, I'll be shocked. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's a, a four-star. He's not a four-star. He's not? No, uh, and it, I shouldn't say it on here. But he, no, he's not a four star. He, he's he's like ranked in the composite on two four seven two thirty nine. Uh, he's a three star. Uh, okay. Yeah, three star. Okay, yeah. He's a high three star. Yeah, he's still a really good player, man. Mm-hmm. I, I love him. I mean, he what he did to uh, Isaiah Mosley. And that matchup when they played uh, Rancho Christian out at Pasadena City College, just posterized the guy, you know, blocking shots. And he makes his, his presence felt despite the fact that he's only 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, if this guy was 6'9", six, 6'10", six, I think he'd be similar to his father, but he doesn't have that elite size for the position. But he, he makes up for it with just a lot of heart and a lot of athleticism. So uh, I think senior shoot is also still up there in uh, Vandy even though it looks like uh, Garland has already declared. But I expect uh, some big things out of uh, that count. He, he got Scotty Pippen Jr. as well. Oh, they landed Scotty Pippen Jr.? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, wow. that, 
Well, they were teammates at Sierra Canyon, so that probably says a little bit about uh, what has happened. So it looks like Stackhouse is going to be going for NBA kids' sons. So <laughs> if you're a guy in the NBA and you got a son, Jerry Stackhouse is coming. So that's, that's his recruiting pitch. But, yeah, uh, big weekend for, for Vanderbilt. We had not heard a lot from them in a while. Uh, but there's some good talent in the Nashville area also. You know about Jordan Rawls on Team Dad. Uh, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's it's some guys that he's going to have an opportunity to get. And Rawls, actually, I'm, I'm not sure if he's, he's from Nashville or if he's from somewhere else in Tennessee. He's from Chattanooga. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, you can correct me on that. That's going to be kind of crazy to see a, a guy named Scotty Pippen and Kenyon Martin playing for Vanderbilt. You know, it's, it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, to see how that goes, man. That's 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 pretty cool for Vandy, right there. And um, before we go, uh, Evan, man, is there any last things you wanted to hit on, uh, real quick about anything? Well, uh, yesterday, um, and I I don't know if I should hit it or not, but you know, for the sake of Memphis fans, I'm going to hit it. Uh, there was a team bad post. Uh, Yesterday, uh, they team sizzle on the Under Armour circuit. Uh, who has top fifteen player uh, out of twenty twenty? Jalen Suggs, who's Memphis is recruiting. Uh, they played team bad, and the team uh, they actually quit uh, in the middle of a second quarter game. They were down three, and I've I've heard rumors and stories about uh, people saying the game was too physical. They they quit because it was getting out of hand, and uh, Memphis. Prospect uh, R.J. Hampton actually uh, tweeted about it and in, in saying that the, the program shouldn't have uh, been down in kids. Which me personally, I didn't see nothing wrong with the tweet. Uh, but some Memphis fans were saying, "Hey, you know, they're going to cost Memphis chances at these prospects by being clients." Uh, let me say this: uh, no prospect or parents' prospects in their right mind are going to sit up here and make a decision uh, based off an AAU game. They're not going to do it. Uh, so to sit up here and say that is borderline stupid to me. They're not going to do that. Uh, team that program has no reflection, even though I don't think they did anything wrong. But they, they don't have no reflection of the University of Memphis. Those are two separate franchises, if you want to put it in that in that term. They they don't associate with each other at all when it comes to recruiting. And, and I don't understand how people even feel that way. But I will say this. Uh, this is what is the problem with today's society and why basketball is so soft now. You have coaches pulling kids out of the middle of a physical game. And it's no – I don't think it's anything towards the kids because I bet you money – everything in my bank account that the kids want to continue to play. Yeah. I bet your money that they want to continue to play. Uh, if I'm a father, I'm snatching my team off that. I'm, snatch, I'm snatching my son off that team. You can't leave my son. That's embarrassing. That's a shame, and that's pathetic. You don't quit in the middle of a game, in the middle of a goddamn battle. You don't lay down and vote. Uh, and, and that's poor leadership on that coach's part. So I, I just want to get that out there, man. Uh, I really think that it was a it was just an unfortunate turn of events. Uh I I hate that it came to that. Uh and, and, and I, I think that once those guys play again, uh, in the number one finals, I think that it'll be a great game, a lot of talent. Uh Jalen Suggs, 
Uh, they have multiple five-star guys. You know, teams that got Matthew Morrell, who's multiple uh, recruiting analysts, and even ones I've spoken to, he's going to be bumped up uh, in the recruiting ranking. So you're going to be looking at him being easily one of the top 40 players in the country. So I think that game when they play in the UAA Finals is going to be one to remember. I, I actually want to be in the building for that game. So I, I just think it was an unfortunate circumstances. But, I mean, if a team quit, a team quit, I, I think you should be called out for that. There's nothing in sports that says and suggests that quitting is allowed and quitting is respected in our sport. It, it just isn't there. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And it, it is surprising to me to hear of a team quitting in the middle of the game, uh, you know, not because the score was too out of hand, but because it was too physical. That's, that's a little – unless y'all out there swinging baseball bats or something, I mean, I, it, you know, that's about – that's the only thing I can see uh, as far as being too physical. But, hey, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. Justice, man, you got any last words, bro? Well, <laughs> I mean, I, I find this situation uh, not only comical, but at the same time, I think it creates a rivalry, and, and why not? It's AAU. Yeah. It's uh, high-level Under Armour Association basketball. Why not? I think it's interesting that you've seen a couple guys with blue checks, uh, at least three guys, whether it be R.J. Hampton. Uh, he chimed in initially, and then you had Thad Young who followed up and said, hey, we're not putting kids down. You know, I'm in the gym. Uh, they walked off the floor. The coach walked out. So the entire gym went crazy. So this is an NBA guy that's telling you, hey, you know, even though this is my organization, I'm there watching it, and I just came to watch a good battle. And then you get Nazir Little. He chimes in, and he says, you know, hey, uh, and, and we're talking about Nazir Little, the five-star uh, North Carolina guy uh, who's likely going to be an NBA top 15 draft pick. And he says, hey, they're trying to act like there's nothing wrong about how they went about it. And so you got a lot of guys who are either friends or, or associated with certain programs who – you know, or making comments, but once again, it just creates a rivalry, and we know how Memphis guys are when they get in a scenario where they're facing the guys that are ranked higher. I can yes, just sir. imagine that there was a lot of clapping in guys' faces, a lot of talking, <laughs> a whole lot of, yeah. So I can just imagine being in that gym, and I've seen teams walk off the floor before where a coach will sometimes pull a rabbit out of the hat and say, oh, man, the referees aren't calling anything. Man, you know what? Let's just get out of here. Nobody's just going to get hurt. But half the time, it's the adults that are saying that, but the players are not going to get hurt. It's just the coaches uh, complaining and whining and getting too involved in the game. I think if you take the referees off the floor, if you take the fans out of the gym, and you take the coaches off, and you just let these guys play, they're going to go at it. But when you get adults in the mix and you get all this other stuff going on, then that's where you end up with a situation where a team walks off the floor. If it did happen, it's something you don't want to see, but this probably adds to the rivalry uh, between Team Sizzle and, and Team Thad. And, and, and I think when you look at R.J. Hampton, of course, uh, he was with Drive Nation. And uh, and I, I can't remember who he was playing with on the Under Armour circuit. I think it was Moody A. Lee. And uh, so they battled it out with Team Thad. And he's faced the Damian Balls of the world. And he's faced that organization. And I, I believe he's come out on the losing end of the six. So uh, I know how that goes. You know, I remember being in high school playing against Sebastian Telfair, who was a lottery pick. Uh, a guy that jumped straight from high school to the pros, and and I'm with the White Station Spartans. We're playing them, and you know we're up in his grill talking bad to him, and all he's saying is, "Man, I'm not worried about this. I'm going to the league." And we like forget that. We in your your butt right now. So <laughs> it's just how how that talking goes, and 
Uh, it's just a rivalry, so I like it. I like it, and I'm looking forward to seeing them go at it again. But certainly, I'm not sure that this does anything uh, in terms of damaging R.J. Hampton from coming to Memphis. What could happen is more so Boogie Ellis signing with Memphis, and then time uh, could create a situation where maybe Hampton reopens his recruitment and adds Duke back to the list. Uh, maybe he ends up at Kentucky. So who knows how this thing is going to shake out. But I think this is just a, a, a good old-fashioned Twitter battle, and hopefully they handle it on the court. Here's one thing I want to throw in before we leave. Anybody who has an issue with uh, <laughs> excuse me, what was said, uh, I'm fine with that. But in the same manner, have an issue with a coach quitting on his team. Uh, that's You should definitely have an issue with that. Also, now, did he, he walked out on the team? Right, the he left walked out. out. He walked out, and the crowd went crazy. I'm going to tell you something, man. If you ain't been to these circuit games, it gets hey, it gets a little chippy on them courts. People want to protect their rankings, <laughs> seriously. So, I mean, and guys from Memphis, they they got their different breeds. I mean, it, it ain't all in your chest. It's a couple four-letter words, five-letter words being put out there. Uh, I mean, that's that's just is what it is. And, I mean, I'll put it to you like this. Fans talking about, you know, we worried about losing this guy, we worried about losing this guy. Uh, that, that's totally fine. I get it. I understand it. Uh, trust me, I get where you're coming from, even though it won't happen. But how about protecting one of the best programs in the country right in your city? Who you out the year is going to have players that you want. Period. Period. That program don't stop. So once R.J. Hampton gone, guess who's still going to be delivering top-notch players? More than what any other program in the city right now is producing. Team Thad. So, I mean, you might want to pick and choose your battles, and and I'm going to leave it at that. That's it. That's it, man. I think that's a perfect, perfect note uh, to end this edition, man, of the Liberation Sports Podcast. Uh, a lot of stuff we got into on today, man. Great, great information. I don't think you'll get any better conversation about this stuff anywhere on the radio or on any podcast, man. So we definitely appreciate Sean for checking us out. Uh, Justice, one more time, let the people know how they can follow all things Deliberation. Follow us on Twitter, Deliberation SP1. Uh, if you want to hear about the latest in recruiting battles, coaches walking off the floor, uh, guys going at it on Twitter. <laughs> Uh, certainly we got the Facebook group uh, Deliberation Sports Community you can also follow us on Instagram and to subscribe remember to subscribe if you want to hear the latest uh, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast Anchor Podcast and of course Spotify just look for Deliberation Sports Podcast and you'll hear us go edit on this show that's it man that's what we do and uh, so we appreciate Sean for listening man and Another great addition, and be sure y'all check us next time on the Deliberation Sports Podcast. And we're out. <laughs>